Saba Radio. Hey, this is uh, Chad Shapiro. I want to thank you for watching watching this. Uh, this is put out by Saba, and we are launching Saba Radio. And if you have not gotten a chance to be able to see it, um, go to sabaradio.org on any kind of internet connection, whether it's your phone, laptop, desktop, whatever it is. And I encourage you to save it and come back to it often. Um, it has incredible music, incredible sermons, and interviews podcasts like we have the blessing of having here today with Pastor Rick from Lackland Baptist Church. And so I want to get out of the way as fast as I can so you can get a chance to be able to hear from him, uh, one of the great Saba pastors um, in this whole association. And so, Pastor Rick, if you could introduce yourself a little bit about your church and where it's located, I would love for people to get a chance to come and, and visit you because you guys are just doing an amazing work over there. Well, Chad, good morning. It's great to be with you. I'll tell you, I, I'm always excited to get to talk with you and visit with you because we always, always come back with having a uh, some new ideas and, and just excited about ministry and what's going on. Uh, I am pastor at Lackland Baptist Church. We're located uh, across Highway 90 from Lackland 18 Frontier Drive. That's about a halfway between Military Drive and 410, Loop 410, right on the Highway 90 access road about a half a block uh, north of the access road. So we've been over here for 60 years. Most people uh, sometime or another have, have been around. The internet's kind of glitchy on my end. Is it? Okay. I don't know if it's me or if it's you. I, I don't know. Uh, um, let's see. Access. Says that we're connected, secured, everything is good. Okay, I'm gonna switch mine to a hotspot just in case it's me. And then let's start over if we could. I'm sorry. That's not a problem. And uh, if need be, well, we can meet over at the office. You know, we'll get this thing done. Okay. All right. Let's let's try again. Hey, this is Chad Shapiro. I want to thank you for watching this. And I ask you to share it and like and comment. And if you're listening to it on Saba Radio, that is so great. That's where we really want to get you over to wherever you're getting a chance to watch or listen to this, sabaradio.org. Incredible Christian music, incredible sermons, podcasts, and interviews like we have the blessing of having here today. One of the great Saba pastors um, that is with us and has been such a blessing to my life, Pastor Rick Hudson from Lackland Baptist Church. I just want to get out of the way as fast as I can and get a chance for you to be able to see and hear him. Uh, Pastor Rick, if you could introduce yourself and um, talk about where your church is, I would love for my friends to be able to get a chance uh, to be able to come and see you as soon as they can. Hey, Chad, good morning. It's so, so good to be with you today. Here on Sava Radio, we're excited about uh, about what God is doing uh, on on uh, the radio station, the new uh, uh, format, and, and uh, what's going on here. But listen, we are located. I'm, I'm pastor at Lackland Baptist Church. We're located near Lackland Air Force Base. We're the only Lackland Baptist Church in the entire world, and that's a good that's a good news. At any rate, we're located about a, a halfway between Military Drive and Loop 410 right off of the Highway 90 
Access Road, about a half a block off at 2718 Frontier Drive. Uh, if you're coming from the uh, from the east side, uh, from downtown going west, you won't see our building till you pass it. But if you're going from west to east, you can catch a glimpse of us. We're behind some buildings, but yeah, we've been here for 60 years. And so uh, we'd love to invite anybody to come by and worship with us anytime. We'd love to see you. And uh, we'd love to have your friends come by, Ted. Oh, man, that's great. And uh, really, that's what is so great about our city is to have these different churches spread out. San Antonio Baptist Association, led by uh, Dr. Daryl Horn, has so so many great churches all throughout the entire city. And really, when you tell us a little bit about your family, I, I can't wait to t- talk about how you got into ministry and all this stuff, but I don't want to go too far. I know you have a beautiful family over there. I'd love to hear about that. You know, we, we really do. I, uh, Janet and I have got six kids. <laughs> we, got, we have five grown children. Uh, three boys. Uh, they live in uh, Jason. Jeremy, my oldest, lives in uh, Dallas. Uh, uh, he and his wife uh, Angela, and and uh, he's got four children. And and then Jason, uh, my middle son, lives in Amarillo. And uh, he and Mo, they've got five kids. And then Joel is out in Nashville, and uh, he he's got. Uh, uh, five children and daughters, as a matter of fact, man, it's just incredible. So we've got babies everywhere, grandchildren all over the place. And then a few years ago, God blessed us with a brand new uh, addition to our family, and we adopted Charlie, and uh, he's nine years old now. And uh, people uh, encouraged me to have my head examined for having a, a nine-year-old baby boy in our house. But boy, we're having so much fun. We're just having a great time. Uh, with him. So we've got quite a family. Got uh, five dogs, several fish. I can't keep up with them all, but uh, <laughs> our family is made up of a lot of folks. And then recently we've uh, got a new addition to our family. Really, she's she's been a, a, a family friend for so long. This is Janet's very best friend uh, for 45 years. Has recently moved to our home. Uh, she had some health issues and we're uh, caring for her and just having a wonderful time having May uh, in our home and and so uh, we we've got we got a busy household. There's no doubt about it. Well, I mean, you got a lot of love to give, and I'm grateful for that. I'm glad to see such a beautiful family around you that you can pour into. And, and in terms of your ministry, you know, how how long have you been in ministry, and how did you get started? Well, I, I've been here at Lackland for eleven. Years prior to that, uh, Chad, I, I was in the funeral business uh, for about 25 years, and prior to that, right out of college, I was a minister of music in, in churches around West Texas. Uh, I served in East Texas for a while at First Baptist Church in Lindale, and then uh, went back to West Texas and, and ended up in New Mexico at First Baptist Church in Albuquerque as minister of music. Uh, then went into business, the business world, and. And uh, when I got ready to retire uh, back a few years ago, uh, Janet and I were looking at other business opportunities. And and I I got a phone call one day at the office and and, uh, one of the deacons here at Lackland called and wanted me to come lead the music for them. Uh, Here for San Antonio Baptist uh, uh, had encouraged them to call me. Uh, Charlie and I had known each other for 35 years. 
he served at First Baptist in Santa Fe when I was in Albuquerque, and that's how we got acquainted. At any rate, I came over here and led the music, and my wife fell in love with this little church. We lived way out in the northeast part of town, out in Garden Ridge, and, and uh, uh, so she said, we ought to join that little church. I said, why for? It's <laughs> a long way over. But over the next six or eight months of, of helping them out, they needed they needed uh, someone to lead, someone to be, uh, they didn't have a pastor at that time. God worked a, a miraculous work in my heart, my life, as well as the church, and, and just came together that uh, they called me to be their pastor. And uh, we've been here now for 11 years, and it has been such a, such a blessing, such a joy uh, to be here. So all told, uh, goodness, I did, uh, I guess, 12 years uh, in, in music ministry and 11 years now as a pastor here at Lackland. Praise God. That's so great. So, uh, Pastor Rick, you know, we try to, we even share this, you know, throughout Facebook and ask people to share in hope that we encounter people that maybe um, don't even know Christ yet, you know, that maybe even uh, have questions in their faith. And I think sometimes they, they think pastors like you have, have never had that issue before yourself where you had questions of the faith at all but we all have have had to make a decision as grown adults you know to put our faith in Jesus Christ what what is a key thing that maybe you could share with somebody that maybe has doubts or or uh, some questions that maybe could help them that was crucial to you putting your faith in Jesus Chad, I, I, I wish that I could say that that I'd never had any questions about my faith, that, but that wouldn't be true. As a matter of fact, I went through a, a tremendous, uh, a tremendous trial of faith uh, early on in, in my ministry, in my early 30s, uh, where I, I questioned, uh, even even to the point where I questioned my relationship with the Lord, and uh, for, for a period of time, walked away, and uh, just just got away from church, got away from uh, walking with the Lord. And, and uh, it was during that period of time that I that I went into the business world. And uh, it wasn't that I was a criminal or a terrible person or anything. It was just a crisis of faith in my life. And I, I, I went through some, some terrible uh, situations. And, and so, you know, like you said, most everybody does at one time or another. The great thing about uh, coming to faith in Christ is that not only do we, it's not that we come and find Jesus, he comes and finds us yeah. and, and he doesn't let go of us. And Chad, even when we go through these crisis periods and the times when we might question, uh, we need to do a deep dive evaluation, personal evaluation, to be sure that we know that we know uh, that we're in the body of Christ. Uh, sometimes uh, we allow for sin and uh, and problems to trip us up. And and for me, uh, my my particular situation, I just honestly, I didn't spend enough time in the Word. I, I was not spending enough time in personal uh, uh, renewal daily uh, in the Word, in prayer, in spending time with the Lord, with fellowshipping with Christian people. Uh, and, and I was I was really doing a lot of of ministry work in the flesh, mm -hmm. uh, just utilizing talent uh, and, and gifts that 
that God had given me. And I, you know, he blessed me with, with a lot of gifts and, and talents, but you know what, you, you run out of fuel, you run out of steam. And if, if over time I, I was listening to preaching, I heard lots and lots of sermons. I was, I was in church almost every day because, uh, uh, I, I, God blessed me with uh, with great pastors and evangelists that I worked with. But my personal walk with the Lord was uh, somewhere along the line. I just didn't get the disciplined part of discipleship, and uh, quite frankly, it, it, it got me completely bumfuzzled and out of the ministry uh, for a period of time. But it was during that time that. That God really began to teach me the, the necessity. But as far as, as coming to the Lord and the things that, that brought me to the Lord initially uh, was his great love and grace. Uh, like I said, we don't find Jesus. He finds us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and he came to me as a as a young man in high school and, and uh, convicted me of my lostness and of my need for a Savior. And I prayed and received Christ and, and he saved me. And it changed me. And uh, I just immediately went to work and immediately began to do things in ministry that uh, way beyond my uh, my abilities, my, my time. Uh, you, you know, there's a verse of scripture uh, in, in the Bible that tells us that we're not to lay hands on novices. And unfortunately, that's what I was. And that's what happened to me. And I, I, I just got started way too early and had too much too soon, uh, quite frankly. Wow. And, uh, but, but God used that and, uh, and used the time that I, I, it wasn't all a waste of time at all. Um, it was just uh, my personal struggles and, uh, I had to grow up and, uh, and come to a place. And I, I'm just, I'm just grateful that God, um, restored ministry in my life and allowed me to be back involved in, in, in what's going on. Uh, that what he's doing in my life today. And uh, I'm just grateful uh, for his grace and his mercy. Amen. And he's doing a lot in you today. Could you describe a little bit of the vision of Lackland, where, where we're headed here and, and kind of, you know, any, any thoughts about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chad, I, I believe with all my heart and I've said it publicly and I've said it privately that uh, the, the greatest days of ministry for Lackland Baptist Church are ahead of us, not behind us. You know, we've got a 60 year history over here on this corner and and God has used this church. I, I talk to people all the time. I, I'll meet people and tell them I'm a pastor here. And they, oh, I grew up playing volleyball in that gym or I roller skated at your church. This church has ministered to thousands and thousands of people through the years, but I believe that the greatest days are yet to come. Yeah. And uh, one of the things uh, uh, that we're, we're really uh, excited about is that we're, we're developing, uh, developing a culture of discipleship and disciple making uh, here at the church. We really started focusing on that. And for the past several months, our, our focus has been, has been like laser sharp. On, on trying to change our culture from being a, uh, an evangelistic, uh, preaching, teaching, Sunday school kind of church uh, to a real disciple-making church, equipping people to be disciple-makers, uh, being sure that we are teaching our people how to be disciples, uh, how to spend time with the Lord every day in, in, in uh, Bible study and in prayer and sharing their faith with others and and uh, and then taking that 
that one person we're in that process now of finding people that okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pour my life and what i'm learning uh from jesus into this person and bring them along teaching them you know the, the great commission didn't say go out and win uh everybody in the world to jesus that's that's not the great commission jesus said go make disciples Amen. baptize them that is bring them together in the church, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, church them, and then teach them all the things that I've taught you. What is that? How to make disciples. And so we're making disciples who are learning how to make disciples. And and uh, I, I believe that over the next several years, uh, that, that Lackland Baptist Church will see more and more people really walking in that that, that uh, mode, if you, as you as you make uh, of being a disciple and yeah. bringing others along with him. At least yeah. that's the vision. That's the direction we're headed. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, sometimes uh, those of us that have been in the ministry, we have some crazy things that happen. And I think it's entertaining <laughs> to hear about, you know, pastors, uh, their own strange things. Anything comes to your mind that, that you've gone through in your, your ministry career that just kind of sticks out as like, wow. Oh my So they're, they're you know, a gajillion things. Uh, of course we're, uh, you know, back in, 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 uh, I think it was, it was 1978, Texas Monthly Magazine had a story about Southern Baptists. I, I think the convention was in Houston that year. And uh, they called us the Aggies of religion. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we Baptists, we, we, we have all kinds of funny things happen to us. But I remember back uh, when I was in, uh, serving a great church in Amarillo, we were in the midst of a, of a true uh, spiritual revival. Thousands of people were coming to Christ through that ministry of that church. It was just incredible. And, and, and so many so that as we were baptizing them, it got to the point where baptism services would take a long time at the, at the conclusion of each service because we have 30 or 40 people making professions of faith and and uh, our practice at that point was to go ahead and baptize them uh, upon their their confession of faith and so so we our associate pastor and our youth pastor would go into we had a large baptismal pool and they would they would baptize in tandem and so we'd have two candidates in the water and uh, our associate pastor would say I'm baptizing in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and both candidates would go into the water at the same time so it was a large pool it would fit four people in they'd come in one side and go out the other side Wow. One night we had had a baptism service. There were probably 35, 40 people. And it it still takes 50, 20 minutes to get that many people start getting you know, uh, tired of plotting. And but we just rejoiced. What a wonderful thing. Last little boy that was going to be baptized, he, he was the odd man out. So there's only going to be one baptized. He was probably a nine or 10 year old little boy that rode in on a bus. And uh, and so he didn't have any church ground or anything at all. When he stepped down into the uh, into the on the stairwell, getting ready to go into the baptismal pool, he saw how large it was. And for him, that was an invitation uh, to do a header into the pool. And so he's just he just hollered out whoopee and he made his dive into the the baptistry of course that just uh, uh the whole service was gone after that i mean it was just a, a roar of applause and and uh, and laughter we had a great time 
remember that little boy. And he was swimming around in the baptistry. And finally, Brother Dennis, our associate pastor, grabbed him by the back of the, the neck of his robe there and pulled him up out of the water. He said, I think that's enough. He must be done. And he sent him on his way. So that's the, that was the funniest thing, I think. Uh, that's, that's, a good one. that's a great one. I love it. I love it. That's a great one. So when you were... Uh, you know, it, it, you know, at the beginning, what is something you know now about ministry that you wish you knew when you were first getting started? Wow, Chad, I, I think I, I think the major thing um, that, that I've learned uh, during this time is that every single day we need to spend time with the Lord. You know, if we're not as pastors, you, you get so busy and we have so many things going on. And, and, and really the. The climate in the American church today is, you know, if a pastor is entrepreneurial enough, he'll be successful. What I mean by that is if he if he can draw a crowd, um, uh, whatever method, that's okay. You know, praise God, he's doing a great work. That's that's not necessarily true. I mean, we need all of our entrepreneurial skills and all of those things. I'm not I'm not downplaying any of that. The primary thing that I've learned is that if every day, if I'm not spending time with the Lord in his word, listening to him speak to me and spending time on my knees, calling out to him, praying to him, just spending fellowship time with Jesus, as simple as that sounds, I know that that's, that's like ABC. This is the first thing you're supposed to learn as a believer. But believe me, in Christian ministry, if we're not careful, it will be relegated to the last thing at night before we go to bed because we get up running every day. You know how it is, Chad. You're building uh, not only a congregation at Ignite, but you're working with Connect. You're working on Sabbath. We're busy people. Yeah. you got a lot of things on the plate. The yeah. most important thing I've learned is that every day you've got to spend time with the Lord. And the second thing is our families. Be sure that we are, as pastors, leading our families and not leaving them behind. Amen. That's a big struggle that I have. You know, with a family my size, there's, a, you know, it's hard for me to keep up with my children, much less my grandchildren. Yeah. And so it's very difficult to, uh, but you have to make time to do that. So the two things I think so primary, it's so elementary that you would think that everybody knows this. Well, I don't think everybody does. And, I, and I, my fear is that not everybody practices it. The word personal life with Jesus, have a personal life with your family, Amen. and then you get to go pastor your church. Amen. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you for that. And yes. uh, kind of, um, you're very, very uh, closely associated with a lot of what Saba does and Saba Radio. So, um, as we kind of wrap it up here, what excites you the most about what Saba is doing with SabaRadio.org? and uh, being able to pull all this together. You know, I, Dad, I, I've been thinking about that for a while. What, what is it? And, and I think the most important thing, the thing that excites me the most is the fact that it exists at all. Mm -hmm. You know, this is cutting edge stuff, you know, for associations. There are not many associations that have radio, uh, have, have an internet radio channel or station or however, whatever we want to call this thing. The opportunity for this is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is worldwide. They call it the World Wide Web on purpose, www. Okay. My, my friends up in Amarillo, they still call it the interweb. Anyway, people can, can get involved with San Antonio Baptists 
all over the world. And I, and I know for a fact that we have people that are listening all over the world already. Uh, I know that from the from the, the our little uh, internet uh, foray. What we've done as far as going online and live stream at the church, we have people in Africa listening to us, people in India, people all over the world, down in Central America, South America. Uh, it's it's incredible. The outreach that we have and the vision that Dr. Horn has uh, in leading San Antonio Baptist to, to start an internet radio outlet is just incredible. And you were right in, in the introduction. Great music, great uh, sermons, great interviews, great opportunities for us to go on and all day long. Listen, I'm, I'm just now learning, you know, people don't have to go very far. They can hear my voice and see it on the, on the screen. I'm a baby boomer. And so I'm an old guy. I'm just now learning that I can take my phone and I take this, put the earbuds in, I can go to the gym. I can be riding my bike. I can be driving in the car. I can be anywhere around and I can plug into Saba radio anytime. And there it is. And I, I can be fed. I can be encouraged. I can laugh and giggle with some of the things that people like me say. And uh, and it's it's great uh, to have this. So that, I think I'm most excited about the fact that it's that it's here, that it exists, yeah. and the opportunities that we have to build an audience uh, of, of folks that we can encourage and connect. And, and really, that's what Sabbath is about. Uh, and, and help other churches and pastors in uh, expanding kingdom growth so that we can uh, we can do more for the kingdom through this uh, this one vehicle than we could ever do face to face. Amen to that. I love it. And thank you for uh, doing this. And thank you for being on Saba Radio. I know that that's uh, listening to people like you is what makes it so powerful for me. So anybody that watches it on Facebook, this interview, please share, like, comment. Um, SabaRadio.org is the uh, URL. Very simple. SabaRadio.org. Save it to your homepage on your phone. That way you just click it. And boom, it pops up and you can hear amazing pastors like Pastor Rick. And I thank you for your time today. I know you're super busy, but uh, those were life changing words for us. And uh, I just want to uh, thank you for that. Well, my pleasure, Chad. Thank you, brother. God bless you. And and uh, and God bless Cyber Radio. I, I trust that God's going to use this as a tremendous tool over the next decades in uh, in spreading the gospel throughout the world. Let's do it. Take care, everybody. God bless you. See you soon. God bless you. Saba Radio.